Welcome to the Power of the Hearts podcast. Hey, I'm Coach Ray, diving right into episode one here, straight from my heart, feeling all the things. I'm the kind of gal who knows how to lace up clean, but I definitely prefer a life never knowing where any of my shoes are and a little fresh gardening stuck under my nails. I will finish my 37th revolution around the sun at the end of this year as a U.S. citizen since birth and reside in the state of Connecticut, which has an estimated population of 3.6 million people and is temporary or permanent home to 23 endangered species, including the long-eared owl. Connecticut has brought me a bit of, I guess, snobbery. Well, in my pizza eating, that is, as it is arguably home to the best on earth, which I think Dave and his one bite from Barstool Sports needs to re-review. And in true pizza lover fashion, my family now spends about a third of our time in the state of New York at our second home in the Adirondacks for the past year and a half, which we are super excited has its first one week rental booked for a family retreat experience later this summer. As a wife, mama, dog mom, homeowner, clinician, coach, and patient myself, I'm making a commitment that starting March 20th, what we agree as humans to be the vernal equinox of the year 2022, a day to celebrate growth as we shift in orbit closer to the sun and all benefit from its vibrancy, that I'm going to be showing up here to learn right along with you about the ways we connect with our two homes, our being, and earth. Because as my trailer stated, I believe if we collectively take daily intention with our thoughts, words, or actions to love these homes, it will promote healing and amplify our superpower to love, and we can gift that to the universe. I am a self-proclaimed student of life and multipotentialite. If you've never heard that mouthful of a word, check out the TED Talk in the show notes where you can find a few other references I make in this episode. Among all the things I am feeling full of to start this podcast come feelings of anxiety to put myself out here like this. Um, it's not easy, but my meditation practices have slowly been bringing me clarity in this fog of a feeling that it's not about I or me at all, but this is about our cellular connection to one another that's brought me to this moment to bring this to fruition. And that brings me ease. So thank you. I'm also here because I'm looking out for myself. This is part of what feels like a lifelong quest to sleep as sound as someone like my husband. Since I can remember, sleep has been my weakest pillar of wellness. Um, all too often, that creepy next-door neighbor staring out the window in the middle of the night, contemplating about life. And trust me, if you follow me on Instagram or someone in my virtual wellness accountability groups, you know I am always putting in the work to have awareness of all the pieces of my wellness. And that one, sleep... It's pretty status quo over the past five years of stacking habits and trying what feels like everything to help it. One of the many things I do as a student of life, in addition to my annual vision boards and daily journaling and podcast listening and reading, is I keep like 
10, maybe 15 browsers purposely open on my smartphone at all times. Things like a link to a custom piece of furniture I would like to own in the next decade. And for whatever reason, I decided is not a part of my vision board this year. Quick access to Maria Stark's Crystal Kids songs and applications for not one, but two different college degrees. And in the fall, I was recovering from an abdominal surgery, cleaning up these browsers, which is something I do periodically. Some I take out of the perpetually there and I drop into one of the thousands of notes I have on my phone. This is a task that usually comes at a time I allow myself a little bit of an internet rabbit hole, if you will. And when I got to the point of wondering if I should add a functional medicine degree to my current clinical work with patients that use prosthetic and orthotic devices, or if I should fresh start again, similar to how I did from engineering to clinical work and go for a degree in ecology and religion, I stumbled across a course on podcasting with Kathy Heller and I had this gut question like, wait a minute, could I create my own academic pursuit? I got a little flash of Goodwill hunting movie scenes in my head and other stories of self-taught healers and innovators. And I was like, yeah, I mean, basically a podcast is creating an audio log, which is learning and sharing both parts of what I consider the academic experience. And like, wow, maybe this is a thing. I could have time, freedom and quality learning because I'm steering my own ship. And that was really attractive to me so I can soak up this dream life of mine that I'm already living because I have been doing a lot of hard work to get here. All that far from graceful, lots of mistakes kind of work, but nonetheless, I'm here. So I went for the course and honestly, just bringing this episode one to existence has been such a learning experience in itself. I've never felt more aligned to spend my time on anything. So here I am holding myself accountable, declaring that I will release recordings at least two Sundays each month. I'm not sure how long I'm going to keep this commitment, but I am definitely dedicated enough to it that I'll give whatever listeners that come along on this ride with me a heads up if I'm stopping. So let me dive into some of the contemplation that makes me wake in the night. I have this pretty intense, constant awareness of living in a time of seemingly endless access to information and communication. Information known to be true, information known not to be true, and information just unable to be proven. There is just heaps of information out there. And I'm very intensely aware how incredibly new that concept is for our planet. All right. Let's just step back for one second. Let's visualize. Okay, hold on. Side note, if you're driving, please refrain from closing your eyes for this exercise for obvious reasons. Thank you very much. Okay, so we're looking at the horizon. And I want you to to put yourself making skin contact with this earth on top of a mountain. And I want you to just take a moment of presence with all the organisms beneath where you are. Make it a dreamy moment. Whatever your ideal weather is, whether that's 80 degrees Fahrenheit and humid or 66 and crisp, let the hairs on the back of your neck just kind of tingle with that delightful feeling of like, yes, I am here. And I want you to start putting things on your mountain. I want you to put some good memories, 
places you've gone, people you've been around, whatever makes you feel fuzzy and secure. Maybe your favorite outfits nearby or meal or a special place you find to rest. And then I want you to start to look down your mountain and put things that you've purposely or maybe unintentionally for now have in your past down the middle and through to the bottom of your mountain. That's a full mountain, huh? I want you to look back up at that horizon and imagine your eyes are kind of like a drone and can hover to see all the other mountains around you. Some jagged and rocky, some weathered, maybe see green on some. And you start to notice that at the top of each one of those mountains are faces from your own mountain, some from the top, some from the bottom. And then I want you to start noticing that right alongside all of the faces you do know are almost 8 billion other mountains with their own faces and their own stories. And as you feel presence with this almost impossible to grasp concept of this many human hearts beating among us right now, I want you to start to think about how both faith and science support that there was a massive amount of work over a very long period of time to create this home of earth and life coming to be. I mean, scientists may still debate on evolution as fact and or theory, but there is a consensus that earth has existed for over 4.5 billion years Only about 200,000 of those years include any semblance of the Homo sapiens species. Don't forget, there were those dinosaurs in part of that four and a half billion years with a meager somewhere over 100 million years estimated. So we as humans have only been a part of this home an itty bitty short amount of time. In less than 200 years... We have gone from first telephone ever in 1876 to these things called computers, to the internet, and now a conservatively estimated 80% of humans having a smartphone in their pocket or on them. Whew. Power of the hearts. We sure have a lot of power. Scientists are calling this lifetime of ours since approximately the Industrial Revolution, an entirely new condition of planetary existence because it's human activity that dominates the influence on the climate and environment of this planet now. Anthropocene is what they call it. And we've used all this endless access and creation of information and communication to invent, create, and discover so much. And now we're here today with our homes, earth, and our beings in the wake of it all. We have oceans and our land filled with polymers we know are toxic. Residual radiation from nuclear bomb testing, effects of extracting and burning fossil fuels. And now we're seeing this lifestyle we've developed from our rapid population increase is actually eliminating species daily. 
affecting the structure of living things, ecosystems, habitats, from soil to atmosphere, which is what we're made of. Therefore, who we are as a species is changing. And while these changes are dark, like creating further inequality and adding to racial injustice, there's also so much light. There's pieces of history finally being told. There are surgical suites saving lives. Understandings of our beings on new levels like brain health and its connection with the gut and heart. An understanding of the interwoven network of fungi beneath our feet among plant and animal life. Like some straight up sci-fi being proven real. We have governments recognizing us women. Hey, and protecting sentient creatures. And all this has led to increasing average life expectancy, gifting us each an average of just over 70 years. That's 26,000 days of life we're all gifted. It was just about half that, not that long ago, and makes the majority of us living today younger than me. And youth brings energy is exactly what we need. And there are loads of people like me feeling this presence of what I describe as the power of our hearts, seeing this reality of now on earth that I'm describing being so different than anything we can really begin to understand. Whether you're new to this awareness or a creepy neighbor like me in the middle of the night or somewhere in between, it really doesn't change the fact that the information and communication overload, it's tough to navigate. For example, even if you're a part of understanding that supplementing our diet is necessary for basic living, you can find every opinion on which and where to supplement from thousands of short videos on social media to white paper evidence to books. There's just so much information. And even though we know Slowing down is essential for us to function. We're sucked back into this constant productivity and questioning and understanding. And you know what it does? It makes us feel overwhelmed with options. And it makes us feel lonely. Like we're the only one with our very unique set of issues and suffering. You are. We are. So while I continue to read through the books I have queued up next, like Zen and the Art of Saving the Planet, authored by the students of the Vietnamese monk Thich Nhat Hanh, or the book Together, The Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World, interestingly authored by the 19th Surgeon General of the United States. These books that have come to me in return from the work I put out out of the 130 million books Google reports exist to date on this planet. And while I study for each of my interviews and you as listeners digest their very minimally edited storytelling, storytelling which is arguably our identity as humans and why it's a part of this podcast. And as we continue to real-time experiment this thing called life with this invisible connection wirelessly together and contribute to the information 
with countless pieces of art and children's stories, recognizing the darkness of this itty-bitty piece of time on earth and the power of numbers, I'm called to ask, can we please take our head out of the sand? Can we please realize that this isolating we're feeling, it's actually the exact opposite of the intention behind all the creators and innovators? Can we please open our minds to see that having these advancements and this massive population has come with all of us finding our own place, our own expertise and niche to serve in order to be effective? Because we do, we, we know that not all of us can be all the things, but in this process of adding depth to the different studies of life, we have not built enough bridges between each other. And the reality is we need each other to be experts and learn to progress, to get to this light we have. But if we don't start taking immediate and daily awareness of the lack of bridges and this big picture timeline of our planet, we're just going to stand in the way of our potential, our potential to unlock something we don't even know we don't know. And so here I am being some small part of whatever you want to call this, a movement, awakening, mission, hypothesis, hoping to create some episodes that leave us with quote unquote medicine, that we do need each other to be the experts, but also to honor the power of weaving our beings and hearts together to love. I want to be a part of redefining medicine. Take, for example, you as a listener. I want you to know that the guests and I are talking about a topic that's not easy. Please respect that we are getting personal within comfort, all so we can enjoy some genuine connection in these recordings, because a little vulnerability does up the ante of our ability to connect. So as you hear what you perceive to be the wrong words, I want you to take it as medicine to have that feeling and then look at your own mirror first and then come back to us and contribute and educate us. My goal in creating this is for people to feel a sense of togetherness, even though I'm labeling this my own personal academic pursuit. I want to bring a place to come together where you feel you should share how your unique heart has daily intention I want you to be aware. I know I'm just one voice of what the Buddhists describe as interbeing. I know I, I already need your help. I need help with things like building international relationships so I can curate the interviews for even the rest of this year, 2022. So we can hear from all walks of life on this topic of connection. There's an awesome quote by one of my favorite podcast hosts, Sean Stevenson of the Model Health Show, that goes like this. Our thoughts are the precursor to our actions, which are the precursor to our habits, which are the precursor to our results. And I want to just break that down for a minute. Thoughts, like the visual I gave you to appreciate the almost 8 billion mountains of individuals and their unique joy and pain, or perhaps a thought like 
how could I improve my morning routine? Those can lead to actions such as one door held for a stranger or one piece of single-use plastic discarded with awareness of where it goes next or one glass of water drink upon waking. And these actions are what form the habits like regular exercise or a quarterly meeting at work with line items for anti-racism and recycling. Yes, even in the midst of the logistical headaches rippling from this pandemic. And those are what lead to the results. Results like more sustainable fashion or processes to feed ourselves, more biodegradable, heck, better yet, nutritiously edible packaging, or qualified higher education systems that do not set people up for long-term financial burden. And I want to make it clear, I'm, I'm not dreaming of a world without shadows. Again, we need the specialists because we will always have the bad and therefore always be seeking solution. What I'm proposing is that our experience of current polarity can be softened and that even my one single life's attention to my being or this interbeing and this planet each day, along with you, one life at a time, we can one intention at a time improve our ability to just throw away any need for attachment to timelines and self and just flow into this unknown of love together. So I'm asking to start today to instill a consistent thought, word, or action of deep intention in the moment for our homes. Not some ended day, head on the pillow review and check in the box. Oh yeah, that counted. Or I'll just do it too tomorrow. But real-time consciousness, weight of purpose. If you do have that, oh, that counted feel, Flip it immediately and use your thought right then to review something in the day and create a new moment of intentional thought. Perhaps it's gratitude for having that moment today and really honoring how it served your piece of this interwoven being and planet. If you're listening to this and thinking to yourself, Ray, I am doing the thing. I am already doing it. I want you to realize that you're a leader in this. And the power of your heart is what will bring rhythm to it and have others join us. And maybe you're listening to this as a person of faith or the opposite, part of the secular movement. Or maybe you're someone that's established that earth itself is your religion. I ask you to please consider reading the free book online, Faith for Earth, A Call for Action, It was released by the United Nations Environment Program and partnering with the Parliament of World's Religions and details how there is an unshakable reverence that all religions have for creation and nature and breaks down examples within each religion that are the precursor thoughts that have been leading to the beginning of interfaith actions being taken across the world to protect and sustain this earth. And maybe you're thinking, Ray, I do not have time for this. And I want to tell you, you're already doing it. You think, everybody thinks. You just need to add intention and build accountability for it to become a daily habit. There's a song by 
Alicia Cara, Scars to Your Beautiful, and the line, And you don't have to change a thing. The world could change its heart. I think really accurately describes the place I'm coming from. So I'm going to close this episode one today and all episodes to come with what I'm calling a daily intention of the heart, which is just me giving an example of a way you can serve your being in this planet in a 24-hour period. For the example of an intention to love your being, simply take five deep nose breaths under a roof, grateful for all the work you've done to have one above your head, even if it is just for the moment of those breaths. And for the intention of love for this earth, take another five deep nose breaths. Really activate that parasympathetic healing system you have inside you. And do it under the open sky with gratitude for how the air fuels and connects to all our cellular beings. If you want to find accountability with this daily habit, I welcome you to come join the public Facebook group I opened where I've already begun sharing some daily intention of the heart examples, just like these five nose breaths. Simply drop an emoji or share a word of how you felt after your intentional moment of the day, or maybe even your own example of a daily intention of the heart. You can use this from the surface, really simple social media activity that so many of us already do as an accountability tool. And if you don't have Facebook, Come on to my Instagram page, drop a comment as part of your accountability. If you relate to any piece of this message, please text or email someone you care about with a link to listen in. Hey, that in itself is an example of action for the planet today, if you make it one of intention. Thank you again for listening. I hold space for how this conversation leads us to serve and steward our communities. And I'm so grateful for your time and consideration of my thoughts here today without judgment for what I do not know yet and perhaps meant to learn from you and for joining me for the episodes ahead starting next month.